0: Hey, this is Barry, and you're listening to I Live the Nineties, Alan and Brian.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to episode thirty nine of the I Live the Nineties podcast. I have got a new co-host this week because Alan is out getting paid to have somebody work on his house. He's worked out a sweetheart deal. Um, But in lieu of Alan, we've got another great friend of ours and we're changing it up this week. We've had like a dude fest on this entire thing for two seasons and we thought it was time to femme it up. So we bring on our good friend, Sarah Chisholm Junker. Sarah, how are you?
2: I'm great. I'm the most feminine person you know. yes
1: (laughs) yes yes um (laughs) thanks for carving out some time here um guys this week's a crazy crazy week um we i just wanted to take advantage of like sarah and her knowledge and like her experiences because alan and i had very particular experiences that were us in the 1990s going to big public schools um and sarah had a different experience which was going to a private school um sarah anything that you are looking forward to talking about this episode Lil affair <laughs> we will get to little affair we will we're gonna exhaust we're gonna we're gonna go through the roster at little affair um i'm excited but before we do that let's go to office hours with barry with barry professor i'm not even gonna edit that i'm just gonna talk about how i mess up because i'm trying to i'm trying to fill into shoes that are just too big for me i can't do what alan does that's why we need him this place can't go on without him alan get back here professor barry take it away
0: Thanks, Brian. Just a few things to clarify and amplify here on episode 38, the uh, movie game Ghost. But before I get to that, uh, say hello to Sarah and how appropriate it is that she's on the show this week, considering she introduced you and uh, many of the rest of us to the game Ghost. Jumping right into our uh, hodgepodge, uh, Paul Newman and Newman's own definitely makes more than pasta sauces. They also make cookies, mints, olive oil, pizza, salsa, snacks, coffee, juice, tea, and wine. He of course has been in many, many movies and many iconic roles, including but not limited to *The Hustler*, where he plays Fast Eddie Felson, the role he reprised later in *The Color of Money* with Tom Cruise. He also played Luke in *Cool Hand Luke*, Butch Cassidy and uh, *Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid*, uh, *The Sting*, and a personal favorite of mine. He was in *Cat on a Hot Tin Roof* with uh, Burl Ives and Elizabeth Taylor, based on the Tennessee Williams play of the same name. Now, his watch, his famous Rolex, which was a gift from his wife, uh, was something he was unsentimental about at the time, not because he didn't like the watch or love his wife, but because he just saw it as a tool uh, to use when he was driving his race car. Uh, he gave it to his daughter's college boyfriend in 1968, who had no idea of the value. But when it sold almost 40 years later, in 2017, it fetched $15.5 million, or $17.8 million with the buyer's premium. Switching to Patrick Swayze, who was, of course, in Ghost, and uh, Waltrip High School, class of 1971, as was Shelley Duvall, class of 67. So, too, was Mark Calloway, better known as The Undertaker, class of 1983. Patrick Swayze was in movies other than Ghost and uh, Dirty Dancing, uh, including the 80s cult classic Roadhouse. The actress in Dirty Dancing is Jennifer Grey, who was also, of course, in Ferris Bueller's Day Out. Now, uh, stretching out of my comfort zone a little bit to um, uh, street gangs in Texas, Tango Blast is uh, said to be a loose affiliation of gangs with regional affiliates and no hierarchical structure, uh, with major outposts in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, and Houston, and with uh, outposts in other uh, Texas cities and areas as well. Switching back to actors, John Leguizamo uh, was in The Pest, which is based on The Most Dangerous Game, a story by Richard Connell. Moving into Romeo and Juliet, uh, Pete Postlewaite, who did play the friar in that movie, uh, was uh, also in another uh, 90s classic, Usual Suspects, as the agent of Kaiser Sose. Other actors in Romeo and Juliet for the next time you're playing Ghost include Brian Dennehy, Paul Sorvino, and Paul Rudd. But, of course, one of the main stars of Romeo and Juliet, Leonardo DiCaprio, did uh, have a a breakthrough playing a character named Luke in Growing Pains. He was not, however, in Hoop Dreams. That was a 1994 documentary about high school basketball players in Chicago. He was in a 1995 movie called Basketball Diaries, which was based on a memoir of an addict who um, was hooked on both drugs and basketball in New York City. Switching to Billy Zane, Uh, he did play the character named Match in Back to the Future, which uh, was his first role in a major movie, and a role he played again in Back to the Future 2. Adam Sandler produced, but did not star in Grandma's Boy 2006. Lastly, Wesley Snipes is 58 now, so if he looks good, good for him. That's all I got. Back to you, uh, Sarah and Brian. All
1: right, thanks, Professor Barian, for doing what you do play, boy. I've got a smiling Sarah Chisholm on the line here, folks. I'm very excited about this episode. We've got Sarah after, well, it's now 10.06 on the East Coast. We had this thing scheduled for 9 o'clock, and we've been working (laughs) through some technical difficulties, but I am glad to have Sarah Chisholm-Junker join us on the pod. How are you, Sarah?
2: Good. Pregnant and ready to have this baby.
1: (laughs) Well, not on the podcast. I'm not a medical doctor, contrary to popular belief. I can coach you through it. I've I've had a few kids myself. Well, I've weave the royal weave had a few kids, so uh, I can say I can I can I could coach you through that. I'm, I'm I'm confident, although not at all like at all. Yeah, I'll bill you. So today's going to be a grab bag episode. Grab bag episode, guys. Um, we just kind of wanted to get a feminine touch on this piece and invited Sarah to come on and talk about the things that Al and I just have no clue what we're talking about that we've shied away from. So we've we've uh, traded notes. We've talked about a few things. Um, we'll go through the list here. We'll see what we can make. Uh, but off the top, we're going to start with a correction, even though Barry potentially has corrected some of these things about the game Ghost that we played last week because Sarah Chisholm, the Sarah Chisholm Junker, is on the line with us that taught us this game. So, Sarah, clear up any uh, fallacies about last week's or how we played or what we should have done.
2: All right. So, the way that it works is that it's rapid fire, as rapid fire as possible. Okay. Since the game was created before Mm smartphones, there were these extra rules that you could do or extra challenges you could do to make sure, to verify that someone wasn't making up an actor's name. Okay. Or trying to, like, close out the game. So let's say that out of a big cast of a movie, you don't choose Will Ferrell. Mm Mm-hmm. You choose, like, John Smith. Yeah. If I can't think of another movie that that person's in, I can say, challenge Give me another movie that that person's in, because I don't know. If
1: they oh.
2: And if they can't, then they get a letter. And if they do, if they can, then I get a letter.
1: Oh, this is like the Scrabble vacation of it. So that's why Alan always had Bolo Young. That was his closer. Do you remember? This?
2: <laughs> like, but then he'd still have to name another movie. He was Which there. he had in and his you... pocket. <laughs> like... I do. But I have to say I think I'm too old to play that game anymore because I don't go to movies. I don't watch, like, new movies anymore. The only thing that I could think would be, like, a really good – so there's some really good plays that you can do. So you guys said Steve Buscemi and Patrick Swayze, which are always clutch. Yeah. Because they span
1: Oh, decades, yeah, yeah.
2: And they have kind of strange cameos sort of in movies too.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You guys should have given Paul Newman more credit. Okay. Because the way that this always happened for me was because me and Meg also really liked older movies. Like, it wasn't just stuck in the 90s or right. like early 2000s. So if someone says Paul Newman, you say Bonnie and Clyde movie, whatever the movie is, but it's not Bonnie and Clyde. It's, um, oh my gosh, they're, the, they're the bank robbers but it's robert redford is his oh this is his like co-bank robber? okay and then robert redford can give you like five decades worth of yeah robert to like redford get out of
1: that hole. but you just have to know two and robert, robert Redford. Another
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: was he in runaway bride was he the was he the was he the what you call it in Runaway bride
2: robert redford yeah he, i don't think he would ever do a julia roberts movie you're like
1: gonna that. challenge that i'm gonna look this up on the spot or let's leave it i don't
2: a... think him and richard i don't think him and richard gear could be in a movie together
1: oh that's right it was richard gear the other julia roberts richard gear movie the other julia roberts. <laughs>
2: where it's like tom hanks meg ryan
1: what was that sleeps World. in seattle yeah and then the shop around the corner and yeah with, yeah you've got mail um all right so that's like
2: rom-coms are great because you can always like rom-coms and like i guess now it would be like marvel movies
1: oh i saw iron man iron man 2 and then i just peaced out on the entire universe have not looked back
2: i know i can't i can't do it there's two and then like my kids read these books comic books and It's the same with mythology. There's like so many different versions of it. So then if it's not Mm. the version that they know, they start shouting at the screen. (laughs) No, that's not how his father died. Or no, that's not how he got his shield or something. I don't even know. Let's do a round of ghosts.
1: Oh, no. Oh, well, you've got pregnancy brain, so this is going to go well. Yeah. What are we going to start with? Who starts? Ladies first.
2: All right. I'm going to start with... Oh, this is a good one. Will Smith.
1: Independence Day. (laughs)
2: Liv Tyler.
1: Liv. No. Liv Tyler.
2: Yes. She is Ben Affleck's love interest.
1: Oh. I thought that was Armageddon.
2: Oh my gosh, it's Armageddon. (laughs) I can't do this anymore.
1: Oh. We'll do it again. One more round. Oh my
2: gosh. One more round. You start.
1: All right. Let's go with Cameron Diaz.
2: The mask. Jim Carrey. Uh, Let's do Ace Ventura.
1: Courtney Cox. Scream. Drew Barrymore?
2: Come on. Yeah. (laughs) 51st Dates.
1: Adam Sandler.
2: Oh, see, this is but see, this is where you can get tricky. I right. can give you a softball, yeah, or I can say something like An um, ender. one of his like serious clown movies, <laughs> Big Daddy,
1: John Stewart.
2: Oh my gosh, what else has John Stewart been in? He was in like like those Gen X early '90s movies, sort of rom-coms. So here. So you said John Stewart. I'm gonna just say this is like an example. So I'm gonna say, um, Swingers.
1: Yeah, and I would challenge that.
2: And you would challenge that, and then.
1: So then you would have to name another John Stewart movie, or you would have to, or
2: someone else would have to vouch for me.
1: Gotcha. So how would you challenge an actor? Okay.
2: How would I challenge? So this is hard.
1: This is a lot more fun when there are more than two people because then. It was just, it was just me naming like actors and you naming movies. So it's better when there's like a third yeah. or fourth because then it kind of
2: yeah it, you switch it, it, it up evens a little it bit. Out. It evens out the playing field. Now I can't play with Alan next to me because because he just he's like no holds barred and <laughs> Roadhouse and.
1: He's also got an encyclopedic um, knowledge of all things like that. He kn- whatever Alan lo- likes, he loves, and he knows everything, yeah, about, he it. Knows so, everything
2: like, about it. he knows everything about. But yeah, so it would be like, and then like the the Warriors.
1: It's a great movie. You, me, and Mike McMahon like went to Chick Fil A yeah. and watched the, the the Warriors over the summer. That was like Warriors a shared. Is
2: great.
1: It's a great movie.
2: All right. It's a great movie.
1: So let's get into okay. things, guys versus girls. I want to just know if you participated in it or not. In the 90s. Uh, Puka shell necklaces. No. Because? Why do you say so defiantly?
2: I was an an ankle bracelet girl.
1: (laughs) I was a puka shell kid. Did you do... So I got into puka shells when I had a, like, summer pass to, you know, we did amusement parks, but I had a summer pass to Wet n Wild and, like cool tan kids were had, had puka shells with like frosted tips so I, I tried to frost my tips but it didn't work out for me so it just I used something called sun in and it just kind of yes, turned my I hair like too. a like a auburn burnt orange um, it
2: just turns it orange <laughs> and it smells it's not like it's a pleasant experience it's a chemical you burn doing
1: it oh yeah yeah but jet black well at the time jet black it's more salt and pepper now but jet black does not lighten to blonde ever I'm gonna go out no and...
2: Most most girls will notice because if you have dark hair and you try to go blonde, you have to bleach your hair. Yeah, man, and then put the color on it that you want.
1: Did you do highlights? Like, did you ever do like top-notch like lightning and stuff for your hair when you were a kid?
2: I did. Okay. Um, I did '90s chunky highlights.
1: Oh, okay. Um, did you do the choker necklace? No. Okay. That was a. There were
2: those like ones that looked like they were supposed to look like a tattoo. Yeah.
1: That was the a Barnes statement. Wire yeah, yeah.
2: I, I. That was not.
1: That was a statement for I sure. Would
2: have, I wanted to dye my hair pink like Gwen Stefani and she was in No Doubt. Oh well, you know, yeah. And then I, I simultaneously wanted to shave my head like Sinead O'Connor, so <laughs> like really straddled. So um, you, like, but
1: you decided on basic chunky blonde
2: highlight.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mud jeans.
2: I never wore my jeans.
1: That was a better time. Like, the normcore style, the high-waisted, like, give me low-rise flare jeans all day on girls in the, like, junior highs, and high schools. Can I say that now? I'm saying this as, like, a kid now. It seems a little weird to say that now as, like, a 37-year-old man. <laughs>
2: low-rise jeans are coming back. Are they? Word on the street.
1: Uh, side part,
2: <laughs> middle part. Oh, my gosh, that whole debate. It's like, I, millennials. Invented the middle part, which is why we don't do it anymore.
1: <laughs> I mean, was this a. Was it Rachel? Did she invent it? She had the middle part.
2: No, like, I mean, Cher had the middle part. Like, I remember parting my hair down the middle. Cher is not a millennial. Like no, she's not. If this is like. This, How I came like back from, mom, like, the. Yeah, my mom said to me, like, you look like Cher. <laughs> that was her. Like, you look like Cher. Who wears their hair parted in the middle? And so. Clearly, we, we wore our hair part of the middle. I mean, Claire Gaines in like every... Oh, she was another one. So, Romeo and Juliet is a great movie. Oh, everybody's, everybody's in, in it. Ghost. Everybody's in it. Um, and had like long careers. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Um, Even John <laughs>
1: Um. So, question. We talk about this a lot here on the podcast. We're like, Alan and I... I wonder if it's kind of boring for some people, or if it's an insight, the way that we intend it. And I'm just asking your opinion, because Alan and I both did like big 5A Texas high schools that had like a very, we had a very particular experience. And I've, I've had our, our mutual friend, Mike, Mike West, shout out, um, talk about like, yeah, I didn't have any of that. Like, I didn't listen to, you know, R&B music. like it's just an entirely different experience of the 90s. And he appreciates it because he's just like, oh, I'm I'm learning what other people did because I know what I did. When you listen, what do you think about and how much do you relate? Because you went to private school, uh, same school K through 12 you mentioned there down in San Antonio. Um, how was that different for you? Because I would imagine, was there a dress code?
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. So we then. We had
2: uniforms and we weren't allowed to have dances.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> so it's slightly different, but then. But then people would have house parties. Right. Like after formals. And right. so that was when it was like you know, like rowdy time. The, but so this is why I love skating rinks so much. I will I will die in a skating rink because we did not have a top forty station in San Antonio till I what? was like a freshman in high school. Yeah. Was it just like all
1: Tejano all the time?
2: <laughs> it was like <laughs> Tejano country and oldies. Yeah. And so if you wanted to hear anything, like, remotely current or poppy, if it wasn't Casey Kasem's countdown show on, like, Sunday <laughs> evening, yeah, you had to go to the roller skates, <laughs> so oh, like.
1: Oh, where you where got, you yeah. Could
2: hear, like, Spice Girls, where yeah, yeah, you yeah. could hear boy bands, where you could hear, and then even, like, like some R&B, some rap, a lot of jock jams.
1: Like... <laughs> <laughs> Every time you think of that Jog Jam song, I think of like cheerleader competitions and like the wild ass, like in, in, insert sound noises, drops that they play into those things. Uh, okay.
2: No. I mean, my kids love loop there it is. They sing oh, who it all doesn't? the
1: time. That's a timeless, that's just like, that's just timeless. That's what else so are you going to do? Here
2: it start, that whistle, and you're like, yes.
1: <laughs> well, and just I mean, wait until that. they like big butts and they can't lie, Sarah. <laughs> okay, so practical question. I lived uh one one year in San Antonio, sixth grade. I don't know if we've talked about this on the on the pod. Maybe it's come up once. Oh yeah, my friends Daryl and Harold, uh my room my, my neighbor kids um that rode the bus with me. I lived at roughly sixteen oh four in Bitters. I don't even know what part of town that was, but I went to Eisenhower Junior High. I went to Eisenhower yeah. Junior High for a year. Or in sixth grade, like yeah. half of sixth grade. Yeah. Was that have been near you guys at all?
2: Yeah, so so you were sixteen oh four in Bitters. I was the next exit off sixteen oh four. Oh, he'd
1: Okay, so to like to add to what you said about like San Antonio being stuck in, stuck in a time capsule, I also <laughs> talked about um, really like loving the Munsters, but only that year. Like this is the only place I watched it. I was like on the WB. Was like me watching the Munsters at four p.m.
2: I know it feels like. It was, like, a, I mean, that's what, that's what I learned about. I mean, I watched *I Love Lucy, Happy yeah. Days. Um, Who's some other, like, Green Acres? Yeah. I'm familiar They're with all, all these. Gilligan's Island, yeah.
1: yeah. Gilligan's um, Island. Um, okay, so back into it. Now that we have a little bit of, like, reconnaissance on on who Sarah is, <laughs> did you see, w- were Jinko's a big deal in... Like San Antonio, were they? I mean, I didn't know like Houston tattoos were part of like thug gang culture, so I don't know what Lubbock, Texas was very innocent. So like I could wear jinkos like with impunity. I just do did what I want. It was no big deal, and I had two different kinds of jinkos. But did you? I remember uh,
2: reading signs going into the mall around like middle school about like gang attire. Like if you were like at downtown and the Riverwalk, yeah, the mall there had like. You can't wear red. You can't wear a backwards baseball cap. Oh. Um, but I, I I mean, none of that seemed real to me because I didn't know anyone who was in a gang, but I remember thinking of being, like, dress codes and, like, baggy, saggy jeans.
1: Interesting. Um,
2: like, you couldn't wear. But my first, like, real crush in middle school wore Jinko's, and he weighed, like, 50 pounds. So, I mean, I <laughs> chinkos <laughs> were so big on him. <laughs> he was um, very short.
1: <laughs> what style and how many different pairs of Doc Martens did you have?
2: Uh, my first teen, like, angst fight with my mom was about Doc Martens. Go on. In the middle of Foley's. <laughs> Exist we were dillard's mom, family <laughs> well, i asked my mom if i could get martin's for school shoes dark martin's for school shoes and she was like no those look like ugly men's shoes and i'm not gonna pay like a hundred dollars yeah. for that and my brother stood up for me and he was like no mom those are really cool and she was like absolutely not so i only have brothers too i don't have sisters yeah so the rules were always different for me with dressing
1: was this your older brother or younger brother
2: my older brother. Oh,
1: that's good. Cool. And
2: he, yeah, uh, yeah. And I just, like, sobbed in the middle of Foley's. My mom didn't really care too much.
1: She sounds like a good mom. She
2: wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't want me dressing, like, in, like, ugly nun shoes.
1: Wait, so you never got Doc Martens? Well, in no. Oh, I'm sorry for but you. But I wanted
2: them so bad. And now they have Doc Martens stores. Again. Oh, yeah. And every time I walk past them, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, there's even one on. I not even
1: like okay, so I'm in the district, so there's not like a Rodeo Drive, Rodeo Drive, whatever. There's not a Miracle Mile, you know. There's just like it's not that kind of city. But what we do have is like Georgetown. We have K Street, and that's where like okay. that's where you're gonna find your like Apple Store, your Nike, your upscale like fashion forward type stuff. And there is a damned Doc Martens like shop on that mm-hmm. store on that strip right there. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! I can't believe these things like came back. But they were a short guy's dream. Yeah, so-
2: when they start, when when like like whatever generation is after millennials, I'm just gonna like, like we wore plaid, we wore baggy clothes, we parted our hair down the middle. Not ironically, but some of us were lucky enough to wear Doc Martins. Yeah. So like I've been there, done that. Oh yeah. I don't need to revisit it.
1: Yeah. It's all cyclical. Everything comes back. Everything goes away. Everything comes back. Like, well, we're going to say
2: that somewhere on the internet because I don't get into internet conversations. So
1: I just. <laughs> uh, you probably live a more fulfilling life. I get into plenty of them and I feel like, <laughs> what am I doing sometimes? I just, this, this is just me and Alan shouting into the void. Nobody listens to this. So like, this is great.
2: There's like 200 followers. 309. She 300. That's huge. <laughs>
1: It is great. It is I love that thing. It's kind of surprising the way that, that took off because the whole intention was like we're going to be on the gram because you know, we want to be hip, we want to be cool. And then we realize like yeah. all us old people are actually on Facebook sort of like and that's okay and
2: like not using Facebook. Right.
1: So I I feel like there's a lot of people in that group that just go and hang out in that group. Like that's pretty much all I do. I like post pictures of my kids for my mom. And then I go check out, like, what the funny stuff in, like, I Live the 90s is. Um, So I'm glad this is an endorsement from an outsider because I love that place genuinely.
2: No, that's all I use it for. (laughs)
1: Um, Okay. So, yeah, for for a short girl like me, uh, Doc Martens were clutch. Uh, It added just, like, an inch and a half to my five foot six and a half frame. (laughs) Um, I
2: I, great for anyone in middle school.
1: So I had, like, like, the they're not loafer style. They're like, they look like boots if you were wearing jeans, but they were like low cut. So I had those in black and brown. And then I actually had the closed toed sandals, which were the most horrific smelling thing. Like my mom has like nam like flashbacks when I talk about these things. And she's like, I cannot believe I let those into my house. Like nothing has smelled more than the way that those like shoes stink. Cause like, Talk about horrible design just like whatever that sponge that's underneath it to give you padding is like just soaking up all the sweat from those because they're like 19 freaking pounds i mean those they're shoes are so heavy. heavy you had ankle like I mean, my
2: mom wasn't wrong like... <laughs> um yeah they were heavy They and they were supposed to like make you walk like, like the monsters like, like maybe
1: yeah like lurch <laughs> <laughs> all right um did you own the like platform black Steve Maddens with like that stretchy strap across the top?: Most definitely. So how many inches yeah, does that give you? So like,
2: that gave me so I'm five three and I've been five three since junior high, so that gave me like I was like five six. Yeah, ma'am. Five seven. The problem with those, though, is that they would flop, like they would smack your foot.
1: Oh, like you the heel. walk
2: quietly in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were like flip flops, but even more, because it was like a <laughs> whole strap that would like attach to your foot. So, so like, I would wear them to mask. Oh. Would be like, like, slap, 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 slap. Like, you couldn't. Everyone knew that you were like getting up from the pew and, like, and then, um, and they, in the summer, your foot would kind of like slip around in them if they were sweaty. Mm hmm. Which would mean that you had to hold on for dear life with your toes so that you didn't (laughs) fall over. Yeah. And so what that meant was that the sides of my legs, like the sides of my shins, were just always, the muscles were always so sore.
1: Oh, interesting. Because
2: it was like... And it's it's like walking in Doc Martens, I guess, but, like, kind of different. So,
1: yeah, Doc Martens, you always had Band-Aids.
2: difficult to walk in these shoes.
1: Yeah, we had Band-Aids, like, on the heel, on the back, like, the Achilles, and, like, on the side ankle, underneath the side ankle, because, like, just horrible design. I don't understand any of it. Like, we, whatever.
2: gosh, we looked so good in them. Did we? (laughs) Those eyeballs, the... the, I think that those Steve Manson's Looks
1: good. Yeah, um, I mean, I, there was plenty of girl I was interested in that that definitely had those those pair. It's
2: um, everybody warm, no matter what your style was.
1: Okay, so was the Riverwalk your mall of choice, or did you have another mall? What was your mall? And what I was your? No I'm, I'm interested mall. in like what your route was. Like, did you did you start somewhere, or did you just like take whatever interest? Because I basically had the exact same experience every time I went to the mall. So I'm always interested in how others experience the mall. I lived in Lubbock, so there wasn't much to do. So it was like putt-putt or like go to a movie or go to the mall. Usually my mom, my mom had to go get something, so I would just walk around and do my own thing.
2: So we, so North, North Star Mall was our mall. Mm-hmm. And I always hit Gap. That was usually the first <laughs> place. Because if my mom gave me money at all, it was like, oh, they always have a great clearance section. Mm-hmm. So we get something for like $5. And then, um this was before old Navy,
1: because wet- like old Navy was- wasn't a thing yet,
2: before old Navy, and then um you could walk across from um the gap to wet seal.
1: okay, I was always intrigued by that store, but I never went in because it was just four girls.
2: Y- yes,
1: <laughs> oh, okay,
2: lots of like lots of like glitter gel to put around your eyes. <laughs> Lots of, like, again, clothes that people are wearing today that when I was wearing, my mom was like, you look like Cher. It was, like, plaid <laughs> bell Not in a good way. <laughs> not in a good way. Like, plaid bell it Like, I don't know. But it had, like, all different, like, styles within it. But that's always what I gravitated yeah toward. And then wet seal was next to the escalator that would take you up to food court. Okay. And food court. Yeah. It was either... Sbarro's pizza for me. Yeah. Free Chinese food samples. <laughs> yes. Or um, Chick Fil A. Yeah,
1: I mean, it sounds like a typical uh, experience. Did, yeah. you I mean, have, did,
2: did you guys
1: have? Did you guys have Orange think, Julius? Oh, or Abercrombie
2: anything? was like way yeah. Uh, so Orange Julius left and then came back, but then down at the opposite end of the mall was. Abercrombie and that
1: that was like the destination Like,
2: that was it and something about it was like I know I probably shouldn't be going in here
1: was it the the nude male guys all everywhere
2: it was like dark you yeah. know and, and like parents were always like rumbling about Abercrombie for some reason <laughs> and so you'd walk in and there'd always be like some super attractive male worker who was like 19 trying to like flirt with a 13 year old so she'd buy a shirt <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so it smelled so good. Um, so the summer that I stayed in Allen so Allen and I never lived together, um, but I stayed in his place over a summer so that he didn't have to pay rent when he went back home to Houston. I just moved into his place for the summer, and I actually roomed okay. with like Mike McMahon. That was probably the the summer we watched Warriors. Um, and yeah. I had like three jobs that summer. I was working at, like, UPS, legit, yeah. at nights. You know, that's just like my regular job that I had even through school. And then I was, on the other days, I was splitting time between uh, American Eagle and Abercrombie and & Fitch. So <laughs> <laughs> so I was the 19-year-old. I did not tease or work with. And I think I, 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 I quit the job after. Well, there was two things about that. So my stepdad... Like at one point, he's just one of these guys that can kind of do everything. Like if he puts his mind to it, he can just do it. So he decided that he wanted to like ride bulls. So he went and like was a bull rider for a little while. I mean, he's always like done construction, like big time project manager kind of stuff. But then he has these lulls where like a big job is coming and he just doesn't, you know, he's doing odd things here and there. So he went and like just learned how to become a bull rider. Um, and he bought this like legit like belt buckle that had like you know it was like you can't see on on the radio here but like on the you know podcast but like I don't know it was like four inches by three inches right like it's a it's a sizable thing and dazzle yeah and he was gone away like in North Carolina working on a huge like pig farm that he was like g seeing or whatever and I wore this thing but I put it like on my hip so I didn't wear it straight forward because this was like do you remember the Tennessee tuck do you remember this, like, style? <laughs> I think so. So this is where you just tucked in the front part of your shirt, basically.
2: Which is also, like, yeah. I didn't partake in that then, but now I do. <laughs> so, again, a millennial. Basic so, millennial, so I so do a front tuck.
1: I would put it on my hip, like, on the left hip, and then I would tuck it in around yeah. that. And people would always ask me, like, oh, where Like, where did you get that? Is it here in the store? I'm like, no, this is just, like, this is legit. Like, I'm for real, for it's, real.
2: This is just who I
1: am. I mean, it really was. But So to counterbalance that, I had this shirt on, and it was like thumbprint olive green like paint thumbprints over it, and then it said whatever, Abercrombie and Fitch and Script or whatever, and I'm wearing it at the cash register, the person at the cash register is buying it, and then another person had come up from the back of the store also wearing it, and I was like alright, that's it. Like, I'm done. I can't, like, I can do this no more, because, like, we all just look oh. like a bunch of stupid robots, and every time you think, like, you have anything, we're all the same human. Like, Abercrombie <laughs> didn't need algorithms. They didn't need anything. They said, here, we're gonna make some shit, and, like, you're all gonna buy it, because you're all idiots. And we did. Yeah.
2: It was, like, a $58 t-shirt that has holes in it.
1: <laughs> I had these you jeans. Put, like,
2: two camisoles underneath. a <laughs> knee.
1: Just to, <laughs> just to give you adequate coverage um even
2: the one that covered your covered your butt yeah and, and then, then the, the one that was yeah. like a little bit low rise to cut co- <laughs> like this whole rigmarole just to try that. and then they tried to pass it off as like normal because like so like in middle school so like real 90s right yeah so not early yeah this off. is
1: early 2000s right yeah
2: the magazine. Do you remember, like, the Abercrombie catalog?
1: Oh, oh, yeah, no, I, I, don't think that was allowed in my house.
2: No, not allowed in my house either. But one of my friends, who I won't blast on the internet, <laughs> would go in there. Just didn't even care. Go in, get hers, and I would just sit there being like, <gasps> like red in the face, like that guy barely has pants on.
1: Oh man! In every picture. It was wild times, wild times, folks. And now we've got WAP on the Grammys, so.
2: That's true. And it all started there. It did. It
1: that was the downfall of Western Carolina. civilization was Abercrombie Fitch Fitch Fitch. Like, and Fitch's we bag. We're going to, like, just the bag. Like, you couldn't even walk through the store <laughs> without having a half-naked dude on your bag. Like, what are we doing here, guys? What are we doing? Oh,
2: my gosh.
1: Um, I have no problems with your route at the mall. It's a very good route. Very similar to what I did, which is we always parked near Mervyn's or Dillard's. Uh walked in okay. the same side. And then I would do the like hat world. Which is, like baseball hats, which is, like very Brian. And then I would do Oh Spencer's? Like you had to go see what he, Well yeah, I like okay, so like as as much as I'm well, gonna be, like
2: everybody needs another lava lamp.
1: Not even. They just had risque posters. So like I would just
2: <laughs> you wouldn't get the average
1: I, well, I, there was two different times. So this was like when I was young. We're back to the 90s, right? Like in the, in the 2000s, I had a little bit better like, oh, that's sort of inappropriate. And I was kind of making my own decisions and I, I had a little more enlightenment or was a little more teachable at that point in my life. Um, but before then, you know, just regular old. And then I'd go around to the arcade. I love the arcades. I loved one yeah. game in particular called Off-Road, which was just like this big like driving game. game, yeah yeah, yeah. the recent game it's a great game i was always yellow cause it was right in the middle um mm-hmm. and then i'd waste my five bucks there i never really bought anything at the mall though um there was like this western store i didn't like western clothes but i really liked that up in their decor were these like tiny model homes and i would just go like look at them <laughs> Yeah, so I'd pretend to kind of, like, look at jeans and stuff. But it was just, like, these miniature, like, dollhouse-style things. But they were, like, one was, like, a barn and a ranch and, like, this intricate setting that they had put up there. And I just would – I liked it. Um, And then we had a Knocked Off Sbarro's and Chick-fil-A. And then we got Dippin' Dots, which was legit ice cream of the future. I'm I'm a big fan of ice cream of the future. I love it unabashedly. Yeah, Um, I, I got that love from going to Schlitterbahn. Um, every summer. <gasps>
2: Schlitterbahn, bon,
1: bon. <laughs> So we did Schlit that was our big trip. Like we never went to like yeah. I never went skiing. I never went anywhere like to the beach. Like we just went to Schlitterbahn every year. And it was like heaven. I mean, I couldn't imagine a better place than like walking around talking about flip flops and like those dumb aqua Sox shoes and riding a tram between all the, the parks and like I mean, did you do did you have a season pass or were you close enough?
2: So we yeah so the it was always the end of the year swim party for us like oh, team. yeah so end of summer like rec league we would go to to schlitterbahn but then when they opened up the other parks I, we just never went to schlitterbahn and so we i my only knowledge of schlitterbahn really is like the old german
1: yeah that's <laughs> the best part
2: Butterford. those are the best I mean, parts a lot of fun but it's, so I can I can remember thinking as a kid this is so bizarre, but like nah, wow, this is I mean it's like awesome and bizarre. But like why a German
1: themed Well, well New Braunfels I mean, is I like a German it, settlement. It's yeah. Right.
2: Um but it but it's like, called
1: Schlitterbahn. What were you expecting?
2: No no no, I mean like I knew that it was. I mean my grandfather is was German. Okay. Raised in Fredericksburg.
1: Like, like the real speak English. not like yeah the Fredericksburg down in where the big hill is <laughs> the, the big rock no. what's that called the rock right enchanted the, rock enchanted rock
2: is that yeah um yeah so like I mean I, I grew up like knowing that area is very German but still in my mind it wasn't like yeah oh, this is a German area so this is why we have a German water park <laughs> like it's also like two hours away from the border why like like <laughs> like a Mexican themed like, I mean Hacienda the, style that's called
1: that's what we in the, I'm a business person you may not know this that's what we call a market inefficiency
2: <laughs> but it is on the river so I guess it may be that because it is river so like a lot of it right. for a long time was the filtered river water but you know, uh, the place I get that jingle stuck in my head <clears throat> hottest coolest time in Texas come play and then like the kid would come down the big water slide and the water would splash and it would go slitter bum bum bum
1: you know, they, I, I didn't marketing didn't have to work on me. I was in. I was in like before I, I needed any marketing. Those were those were wasted ad dollars. They would not have needed to target me around the AOL networks at that point.
2: Oh man. Great.
1: Um so then let's talk about like girls versus boys birthday parties. Were you allowed to do sleepovers? Yes. Okay. Was like was that just a part of like hey, we know all these families, so it's pretty much cool if Sarah goes on whoever's having it, or were there, like, specific families you were allowed to go with?
2: Um, Since I went to the same school for so long. Right. A lot of the people that I knew were, like, very close, Mm -hmm. you know? So we all, like, played sports together. We all knew each other. But I, like, I I slept over a lot at friends' houses, the, the sleepover birthday parties kind of stopped. Yeah. Like in middle school. But I do remember there was a um, the same friend who would get the Abercrombie & Fitch yeah. catalog.
1: I mean, let's just name her. Let's we, just put her on, is she? Let's invite her to the group. Let's let her know she's been a primitive, like a gigantic part of episode
2: 39. I know, crazy. Let's spill the tea. Well, so her, so another, like, 90s, I mean, it's still around, but, like, real, like, 90s San Antonio institution, so her parents are in Alamo Cafe.
1: Okay. Alamo everything. Everything's called Alamo something in that damn town.
2: <laughs> the Alamo Cafe is this, like, sprawling Tex-Mex restaurant.
1: It's like Joe T's. Um,
2: yeah, it's kind of like Joe T's, and it kind of feels indoor-outdoor, um, and it's great. They have, like, the best... Tortillas and queso. So this is my plug for <laughs> for, <laughs> for Alamo Cafe. But anyway, uh, so my friend sponsored right
1: by Alamo Cafe. <laughs> Alamo
2: Cafe <laughs> Tortilla Factory. Um, so she had his birthday party when we were in like third grade, maybe. Yeah. And there were, I mean, there must have been like twenty girls. So parents go to sleep course it feels like it's midnight but it's really probably only like nine o'clock for us yeah and someone was like oh i have all these sleepover games so one of them was called light as a feather stick as a board okay which is like a weird sort of like supposed to feel like a seance kind of thing but basically it's it, it was like basic physics right okay if you have 10 people lifting someone up who's lying down it's like not much effort right so the person lying down is supposed to be stiff as a board. Mm-hmm. And then when everybody lifts together, it's like as a feather. But you sort of like chant this.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm I, uncomfortable already. <laughs> I stay awake really late every night reading ghost stories, which totally like messes with my head. At one point, I just say, like, I can't do this anymore. So I stop reading them because yeah. I'm also the kind of person who like is washing my face in the bathroom at night. And I'm convinced that someone is there to murder me. And so I'm like, <laughs> quick, get the soap off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, turn around and up. So anyway, they lift me up. Freaks everybody out. Right. They're thinking, oh, because you're yeah, the first.
1: Me. Okay. Because I'm. Yeah.
2: So then um, they just drop me. <laughs> just drop me on the ground. And everybody runs away. And so oh. then someone's like, let's just play sardines. What and is Sardines.
1: Well, continue. Sorry.
2: Like, I think sardines is like you hide, and then as the person who's it finds you, they like gather you with them, and then you're all collectively find. Gotcha. All right. Finding everyone. Like you're packing the sardine can. I think is the idea. Okay. Um. I walk into a room because I was it, and someone behind a curtain was, like, going... <laughs>
1: I can't after handle it now. Is, I'm an adult man with, it. like...
2: I turn around and ran into the wall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the appropriate I mean, response. I shouldn't laugh, because that's that's the response I have.
2: This story, like... I mean, I fell, and everybody comes out cracking up.
1: After you've already and been this dropped story, by, this people, by these people.
2: these oh people. This story was told, maybe... Like
1: every year until <laughs> I was like twenty three. <laughs> you need to. I would have transferred. I would have said, "Ma, this school is not working for me anymore. I can't handle this. I uh I had to live it down." My so my version my, my story is not. I mean, in a way, it's much worse, but in a way, it's not that bad either. Um, my first sleepover was third grade as well. A couple kids on my baseball team that I just got invited to. Um, it was his birthday. I remember he got uh, whatever the year. That uh, what's my name? By Snoop Dogg came out because I remember he got that like single for his birthday. Okay. Like the the radio edit though, so it wasn't like too scandalous for <laughs> eight year olds. Um, and we all like slept out in the living room. Uh, and there was just like blankets, like whatever. Just like seven kids, like all sprawled out on the floor, no big deal. We stayed up, you know, talking or doing whatever. I don't know. I, I don't remember much of it, but I do remember that after I fell asleep, I wake up the next morning. And someone had been farting. And they basically were... It may have been me, but they were definitely blaming it on me. Um, And I was self-conscious about it forever. Because, like, well, I don't know. I couldn't defend myself. I was asleep. Maybe I farted in my sleep. I don't know. Could I... (laughs) So, but it was sort of a punching line that, like, now that kind of followed me back to school a little bit. And it was like... I mean, it didn't last until I was 23. Um, But I went back... (laughs) the next year. Um, and I was I was I was like determined not to be like the farting kid so I stayed up the latest. I made sure to stay up the latest so that they so couldn't you could say anything. Prove. Yeah. And then I like brought it up the next morning and everybody's like, Yeah, nobody remembered anything of like that story from the year before. It's like we've been telling the story and like it was this whole like I felt like I was gonna get vindication and nobody gave two shits. <laughs> how things go
2: um yeah there i know it's t- sort of like a pattern though because it was like for sleepovers i just remembered so it was like sleepover so everybody shows up you have your bags like everybody tries to get comfortable the mom always says like now if anyone's uncomfortable just let me know and we will call your mom to come get you doesn't matter what time mm-hmm. and then it was like outside on the trampoline inside for pizza and cake everybody getting their pajamas blankets in the living room and then without fail wild hearts can't be broken Was <laughs> the movie that was put on remember that that's the horse that jumps into yeah. <laughs> so, the pool
1: so dumb
2: Mine, these movies ever. are
1: dumb kids movies in general are dumb i can't like the the drivel that we put up with because of like who knows why but
2: it's oh, awful well, Free Willy had an awesome soundtrack, that's why.
1: But Free Willy was a trash movie. We've talked about this. I
2: don't know.
1: That little, was his name Jesse? I don't know. It wasn't, it was a bad movie. It was not a good movie. It was a great soundtrack. I mean, it had, it had, it had. Yeah, the Michael Jackson. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I'm right there with you. Um, Did you guys have like a football team and did you do Homecoming?
2: No and
1: no. Oh, so you never got a mum.
2: No, we did not get mums. But since I've graduated, they have developed a football program, which is actually, I think, pretty good. Okay. And David Robinson's son played on it, and now he's at Notre Dame playing.
1: Oh, the admiral himself.
2: somehow in like, I I guess it's been 20 years. It's (laughs) been
1: a minute. (laughs) So I guess don't do the math that hurts like my I, once i understood so i am a big fan of the dallas mavericks and they have a new hot shot kid that's like 21 years old he's like taking the league by storm yada, yada yada and i like have a legitimate man crush on him and then i did the math and realized that like by a solid like seven years he is closer in age to my oldest son than he is to me and that was
2: <laughs>
1: it was a tough pill to swallow
2: that is not good
1: the I other think thing. My first
2: class I taught is like you know I'm married with kids. So oh, I, even.
1: I know there was a time when uh, Professor Barry actually like notified me that Owen was actually closer to his graduation than I was from our graduation from high school. Yep. How old's your oldest? Eight. Okay, I guess you can formally take on the title and give your husband uh, Mister. I live the nineties if you would like. I'll offer you that. <laughs> I mean, we've got, our,
2: mention. <laughs> we've,
1: we've got our first, you know, second gentleman. Uh, we can have our first Mr. I Live the 90s. Yeah, Mr. I Live the 90s.
2: <laughs> was really into the Phoenix Suns.
1: The um, oh, man, that's great. Um, let's just open it up. Is there anything that, you know, we had that list, we shot back and forth. Is there something you wanted to get to? Is there, I think there's a, a million ways we could go with this, and I'm, I'm having a good time just chatting with you. So opening it up a bit. We can talk sort of about music. We can go into where are they now type stuff. Um, What are you thinking?
2: I feel like we would be remiss if we did not bring up the greatest gift of 90s music. Okay. Uh, Moment. Moment, which is Willow Fair.
1: Willa Fair, Lilith. Fair. Oh, Lilith Fair. <laughs> I was like, L- is this like Liz Fair's sister? Like, <laughs> no,
2: but she was at Lilith. Fair. Well,
1: yeah. Who was Lilith Fair? Is that like uh, Shirley Manson and Sarah McLachlan? And
2: oh, definitely Sarah McLachlan. I think she was one of the. She's the headliner.
1: Of
2: the founders of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I never went. I was more of a Warped Tour kid.
2: The Andrew played Warped Tour. Mr. Huh. I Love the '90s played Warp Tour in Phoenix.
1: <laughs> oh baby, um, did he open for <laughs> Fall Out Boy or who's it? Chevelle? <laughs> Chevelle was always on the on the card. Like anytime there was some sort of festival in Dallas, it was uh, it was uh, Chevelle.
2: Um, but yeah, so Lil' Fair was in Austin mm-hmm. and like would tour. But so that was so if we wanted a top forty station. Yeah. Unless it wasn't even top 40, it was alternative. Our we had like a new satellite or something in San Antonio that could pick up Austin stations.
1: Oh, nice. Some of
2: them. And if you had like a brand new stereo, you could get Mix like 94.7, <laughs> which was like is that the yeah, coll- it was like alternative. Is
1: that the college Austin. station?
2: No, it wasn't. It was like I mean, it was at the time you're you're like, oh, this is it, and you're yeah. like, actually, it's just another like iHeartRadio. <laughs> um I have pulled up they would play like all those two fighters.
1: Oh nice. I am interested in your uh, thumbs up, thumbs down of the Lilith Fair roster.
2: Yeah. Oh you pulled it up. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh Sarah McLaughlin?
2: Thumbs up.
1: Do you like the, slow... the piano? So I mean I she, love she's Sarah got McLaughlin. a she's got a wonderful voice. Um w- do you think her career was like hampered or helped? By the "I will remember you" like sad dog video, because that's like a 1990s commercial, <laughs> late night commercial.
2: I think they're playing them again.
1: <laughs> well, they we're ever back. They just assume yeah. the 90s is back. They can just
2: keeping her relevant.
1: Now all those kids can actually like buy these dogs up.
2: Yeah. You think she,
1: you think she gets paid, or you think she signed like a bad deal that was like, yeah, I'll just lend my name to this, and like all that royalty money she could have been raking in.
2: You know, I like the I little fair ladies. I think that she probably just lent herself.
1: Yeah. Um, Cheryl Crow?
2: Oh, thumbs up. Oh.
1: Um, was she... Lance Armstrong, did they get married? No. But they were, like, together through his, like, cancer stuff after he left his wife or whatever, I think, right? Yeah,
2: like, five years or something.
1: Yeah. Um, did she yeah, get together no, with Kid Rock?
2: She that song.
1: Oh, okay. That's right. First you cut of deepest. Oh, for wait.
2: The... <laughs> <laughs> he's like the truck driver. I think the story is that he's a trucker. Sounds right. And he's always gone, and she's always waiting around for I
1: mean, him. That's just like the, the the alternative version of every, like, cowboy song, being like at the rodeo, and, like, you know, like, I love the Bronx, and I love the... Oh, uh, since know, we're going to talk about the 90s real quick, before we... Before, let's take like, a little hiatus here from... Uh, or a timeout from, from Lilith Fair. Are you a George Strait guy or a Garth Brooks guy? Lonely, uh, sorry. you can't ask
2: that. You have to. That. You, you pick one. George Strait lives in San Antonio.
1: Good to answer do you ever go to oh, Green? I feel like, Did you ever go to Green, oh, the yeah. the the little like place he played?
2: Mm-hmm. What's the Green Hall? Green Hall. I my parents took me when I was like five for the first time to a Jerry Jeff Walker concert which was <laughs> recorded.
1: Oh, wait, what does that mean? Oh, like they recorded. I thought he was like a tape recorder yeah, was like a,
2: played. No, it was like a live recording, but all I remember was being over by the pool tables. Huh? <sighs> these cowboys were playing pool and I just grabbed one of the pool cues and like <gasps> and shut up all the- oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a petulant child how old were you I
2: was oh,
1: gotcha I thought no. I was
2: playing yeah, you were the cute oh well I
1: that's on them play. as a person who has dealt with many a five year old like that's on play. them um, alright back to the show Tracy Chapman?
2: Yes. Thumbs up.
1: Yeah. Thumbs way, way up. She's just got such a great, like, iconic voice. Um, yeah. Speaking of other voices, Jewel.
2: <clears throat>
1: we can do a mini Where I Are am- They Now?
2: I'm going to be controversial and I'm going to say thumbs
1: down. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, mini, 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 like, Where Are They Now? My mom has this, like, version of, it's called Charter Internet Cable thing? Whatever it is, she gets, like, she gets like nine extra channels on her like cable. So she doesn't have cable. Like she just has like charter internet or something there in, in Irving. And she gets a couple extra channels. And one of them is like the discovery channel. So when I go down, like okay. I don't have a TV and I'm used to not having TV, but she has this gigantic TV. So I get to just like veg out and turn it on. So I'm done on my phone. And I always end up at like the discovery channel. Cause it's like that ABC, NBC, CBS or discovery channel. And there's this show called like some like there's like two or three Alaska-based shows. It was, like Wild in oh. Alaska, or whatever. Like, yeah. But her family is like one of the families on that Alaska show.
2: Yeah, she's really spun a TV career out of her. Is she on like? Days, okay. Which is why it's a thumbs down.
1: Oh, Paula Cole.
2: Thumbs down. <laughs>
1: I feel like I have a good call. <laughs> where have all the cowboys gone? Oh, where have oh wait, who will save your soul? Jewel, back to Jewel. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it was the same idea. I mean, yeah. Where have <laughs> all the cowboys gone? <laughs> uh, Suzanne Vega. I only know this woman's bo- uh, because the name of her song is called "Luca." While I was looking up another song about Luca, Donchard's the kid I was talking about <laughs> earlier. Um, what's your Suzanne well, Vega? Hot I don't know opinion? To, I don't know
2: enough of her. Fair enough to have an opinion.
1: Uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter.
2: Yes. Fiona thumbs up.
1: Fiona Apple.
2: Way thumbs up.
1: I never got Fiona Apple. She just seemed like a teeny, teeny, teenage angst to me.
2: I really like. I think I like her latest album's really good.
1: What's defined she's latest? A, like
2: she's had a slow and steady burn career. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like. For I sure. Time off
1: dealt with her stuff. Yeah, you, she's not she rocking it up to the top, but she's just like got consistent hits, like or not even hits, yeah. just like good music over and over. I like that. Uh, Joan Osborne was that the one? What what was her song? I remember. If God had a face. What if God was, oh, if God was one of us? Okay, that's all I know about her. Clearly the card you
2: were not? I mean,
1: <laughs> I was not the target you demo for Lilith Fair. That tune
2: with
1: me. <laughs> um, Joan. No, no, the Cardigans, which that that little oh. like. There's those oh. two songs that that appeared on the the Austin Powers soundtrack are just fantastic.
2: Cardigans are great. I, Katie Meckler, okay, Katie McFadden. If you're listening, yeah, I still to this day regret we were in. So it was ten day on our Rome semester, yeah, and we were in like Switzerland, and they were they had they were playing a show that night, and we Ooh. just happened to walk by and see the poster, and I was like, let's go. And she was like, "No, we don't have enough money in our budget." <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: the most Katie Meckler McFadden thing in the history of ever. Oh, fantastic!
2: Oh. <laughs> we eat McDonald's at every meal Paris.
1: <laughs> oh, oh. But
2: we saw a lot of museums. Actually, there was one point where. We were in the Louvre and she was like, We're gonna do the Louvre, we're gonna do it like eight hours the whole time.
1: How many in people was she in four? charge of here? Was it just, just the... me.
2: Oh. <laughs> so we we went in an hour four, we were just like so fatigued from like overstimulate like looking at everything. So we sat down and we paid like ten euro. You made for a bottle of Coke. Oh. No, we, oh. we like paid. Yeah. 10 euro over a bottle of Coke to split and like a bag of potato chips. Oh, we that's so expensive.
1: Like... Oh, man. I, know. Uh, I have no clue who Emmylou Harris is.
2: Oh, my gosh, Brian. I'm sorry. Well, way thumbs up. One, two, you need to do some deep dives tonight. Okay. To figure out who Harris is.
1: All right. Um, Lisa Loeb, which is like Dallas's, I think she's in Dallas, Dallas's own. Hockaday girl. She's a Hockaday. Oh, she's a
2: Hockadaisy. Is that? No,
1: they're daisies. Hockadaisies. Yeah, right. um, is that where MT
2: went? Yeah.
1: She's a All of them. Okay.
2: them. Three of them.
1: Fair enough. The Indigo Girls?
2: Indigo Girls, I always roll my eyes out and then when <laughs> one of their songs comes on, I always start singing along. <laughs> I never change it.
1: Um... Sunny came home's uh, Sean Colvin.
2: Sean Colvin, that's the only song of hers I know. Yeah,
1: that's why she's but at that, the bottom. She, I mean,
2: she like totally fit that
1: scene. Um, Meredith Brooks and Natalie Merchant.
2: Um, you should ask Michael McMahon if you ever have him on about Natalie Merchant. Natalie Merchant, way thumbs up. Meredith Brooks had that one single yeah. I remember that was yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all
1: know Meredith Brooks. That's a, that's iconic um
2: i that was like my real anthem like i can remember like belting that song out in my room and like dancing around as like a sixth grader or seventh sixth grader and that was like <laughs> my act of rebellion <laughs> i'm gonna shout this e if, word. I,
1: if i can't have my uh, doc barton's i'm gonna at least have my <laughs> meredith brooks <laughs> oh man uh what, what what are your thoughts on natalie merchant uh mike mcmahon aside
2: Oh, I love
1: her. Yeah. 10,000 Maniacs, too. Very good. Um, she's one of those yeah. voices, too, that's just like, mm, I could, you could sing anything to me and I, I would be all right with it. Yeah. Um, any other big shows that you went to that you remember from your time in the 90s? I know you did Little Fair, obviously, but was there anything that stood out?
2: No, I didn't do Lil Lil'Afair Lil fell into the category of Doc Martens. Fair enough. I was never going to be dropped off in Austin by my mom to go to a concert. <laughs> Um, we did a lot of dance halls like so we would go to Leon springs a lot and oh <laughs> like, uh, like two steps
1: gotcha nice um mystery question did you call it scubadoo boondoggle or gimp what thank you okay so I had to look this up you know exactly what I'm talking about Suzanne called it gimp I looked it up it's called boondoggle it's those, like, I called them lanyards. Do you know what a lanyard is? That's like the oh, little, yeah, like,
2: lanyards. the little so weave. With the that's what I yes. said.
1: Okay, thank you. So maybe that's just a Texas thing. Because Suzanne had no clue what I, my wife, the other Mrs. I Live the 90s, I feel like. <laughs> Alan planted his flag with that, with the, the original I Live the 90s, Mrs. 90s, whatever I'm trying to say. Um, and I, I had to call Suzanne de facto Suzanne. Um, but she had no clue. And she was like, yeah, that's called, like, gimp. Line or wire or something like that, and like that. So, ScubaDoo, Boondoggle, and Gimp are like the name, the officially like Google recognized names for that stuff. No, it's called lanyard. It's
2: called a lanyard. Thank you.
1: Okay, good. Deal with it. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on the buckle?
2: <laughs> I've never shown the buckle. <laughs> Why not? Ever. Really? I don't. I. I think that that came to the mall when I was like older, like high school.
1: Oh, really? I thought, I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, maybe that's when it came on our radar. I like jeans from the buckle. Uh, and then they got way into that like bedazzled jean like pocket thing. And I was like, okay, I can't, I can't Ugh. do this, guys. But it was yeah, boot cut. It was a place, <laughs> yeah. It was a place you went to get bootcut stuff, basically, which was like all the rage. Before, after, after Ginko's, like we got reasonable and all wore boot cut stuff to go with our dark martins.
2: i remember yeah i remember guess guess was like oh for yeah teams, yeah guest jeans. yeah fair enough and what's her name was the guest girl
1: uh oh um Anna the Cokehead. Smith. oh Anna nicole smith was a guest girl i was thinking of uh sure? who's the skinny girl that did it with marky mark uh did the did the the famous like calvin klein Kate Moss, I think Kate Moss was guest as well. No. Oh, okay. Well, I believe no. you. I believe you. Challenge.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm looking. <laughs>
1: Professor Barry, like you can, That's what we have. Oh, Barry. Don't don't take Barry out of a job. We're trying to create jobs. Yeah. Here.
2: Anna Nicole Smith was a guest jeans girl. Okay. Look. The...
1: Also Playboy playmate. Okay.
2: Also. Married
1: yeah. to a billionaire. Good for her. That was one of my favorite '90s jokes. It's like, good for her for knowing how to find her money. And good for him for knowing how to spend it. <laughs> it's like, who's who's hurt here? Nobody.
2: <laughs> um, some, okay, some other bizarre 90s things. Stuff that I've seen on the Facebook page that I always like. I'm like, yes. Okay. Do you remember, So my favorite TV shows that like bring up 90s trivia. Right? Or, like anything that Tina Fey does. <laughs> okay. Some, like, great. 90s trivia so there's an episode of 30 rock where jenna some stalker of hers has collected surge points she bought up like all of the old surge supply okay because remember it was like super high in caffeine oh yeah it was
1: like it was a heart attack in a can
2: yeah so but you could collect surge points and trade them in for whatever you know like Surge gear or skateboard or something like that. So, and Jenna Moroni does this commercial in, like, the 90s. It's like, win enough surge points and you get me. And so her stalker. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, comes with an attorney. <laughs> like, Who plays so... the stalker? Oh. I think he plays, like, an IT guy and, like... Yeah. Um... You know, and a bunch of things. He's uh, not. I don't know his name, but but I love her for like Tina Fey shows for 90s trivia. It's just so great.
1: That's fantastic. Isn't that
2: like Frutopia? Do you remember Fruitopia? Yeah,
1: I never drank it. I had Fanta either.
2: I, I was a big red only kid, I man. Love Fruitopia.
1: Big red and Dr Pepper. Big red.
2: There was also a drink. Me and Mike West were talking about this the other day, called Orbitz.
1: I thought that was gum or, like, insurance.
2: So, before all of that, there was a drink called Orbit. Okay. And it was in, like, a Clearly Canadian-shaped bottle.
1: What does that mean?
2: Like, well, you know, the, the Clearly Canadian bottle is, like, like oh, a tapered bottle.
1: Clearly Canadian is a brand.
2: Don't you remember Clearly Canadian? No,
1: that's why I was very confused. Like, Canada had its own, like... That's fine. That's a fi- okay. Well,
2: I'm a little I'm a little myth that you're hosting the show and you don't <laughs> remember clearly Canadian. But,
1: well, my contract um, is up at the end of the year so. <laughs> so,
2: so anyway, Orbitz was like this glass bottle and you could see um I'm going to say Orbitz drink. Yeah, there it is. Okay. So this is what it looks like.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of lava lamps coming back.
2: I know, but it had like the gel, like gel bits in it.
1: Yeah, it was a lava lamp. But you were
2: supposed to shake up and it like, swir- yeah, it was, and it would like swirl around like things were orbiting. You drank like, a lava lamp. You spent the shape. first
1: half of this entire episode like taking a deuce on lava lamps. And then you're telling me about how much you love <laughs> drinking lava lamps.
2: I did have a lava lamp.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, love it. Oh, goodness. That's great. So, all right. When we wind these things down, especially when we have guest hosts on, um, it's always fun just to talk about friendships in general. Um, and we talked about it a little bit like when you came into the University of Dallas specifically, which is where we met. Again, everybody who's not involved in the school probably hates this school <laughs> because there's like 15 people that went to this school and nine of us have been on this podcast. <laughs> Um, but it's the thing that brings us together. It's the reason for like having this entire community and thread and now extending it beyond. So there's like this Houston faction, there's a Dallas faction. There's now like this like little DC faction that I've cultivated up here and like bringing. Um, so I love it. Um, did you know many people and how did you end up at the university of Dallas? Um, well,
2: my brother went, he went to UD. The
1: same one that vouched for you for your, uh,
2: <laughs> Same one that vouched for me, and I had um, really kind of nosedived GPA. Okay,
1: <laughs> were you having a moment? Were you? Was this rebellion? Uh, or is it a little too much merit of the Brooks being played?
2: That's yeah. That's exactly, and not enough A's of base. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to go earlier. I needed to go back to roller skate days, just like base.
1: Could you really backwards pop. skate? Oh, no. Okay. Did you couple skate? Oh, you were one of those. Re-
2: reluctantly.
1: <laughs> I feel like before we get into friendship stuff, maybe we should talk about
2: them. <laughs> I also,
1: so wait, wait, were you a fruit booter or were you a uh, like a four on the floor?
2: Oh, is that like four wheel? Yeah,
1: well, like inline is the fruit boot. You never heard that? For guys that wore inline oh. skates.
2: Well, I did have rollerblades. Right, rollerblades. But I did not. I did not use them at the skating rink. I preferred. Yeah. Big stopper. Yeah, of course. Stopper because you got to slam into the wall sometimes (sighs) to get out of the way from somebody who is like twenty-three hanging out at like a twelve-year-old's birthday party and like trying to be (laughs) quick. because the middle section, the middle section was either for like kids learning how to roller skate or they would switch it to like professional. <laughs> like, Advanced. Was professionally skating at three o'clock on a Saturday?
1: <laughs> oh, so you went on in the days? I was a Friday night kid.
2: Uh, no, yeah, I didn't. I don't think I went at night. I like, it was mostly birthday parties. So I summer or something. This
1: was a part of who I was in my like culture. I would go like two Fridays a month, just like during fifth and sixth grade. We like there was a girl that lived down the street, and her parents had a red suburban, and like three of us or four of us would pile up in it and load go. Them
2: in.
1: Yeah, we just load them in. We'd go, um, and I was just it was that speed. It was just speed. I just wanted to go around as fast as I could, as many times as I could. Um, every now and then, I'd try the uh, the limbo. Never any good at the limbo. Um, not 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 super flexible. Um, but yeah, I think the music was fine. I don't think Lubbock was ahead of San Antonio in that regard. Where like we had a top somehow. Board. Z one hundred and two. Z one hundred and two was a shout out to if that's still a thing going on. But a lot of Tejano as well. Um, and then, oh, tell me about your Selena experience. I feel like that's with her <sighs> getting getting. D- did you see what happened on the Grammys last night? Can bring no. It? So she got a Lifetime Achievement Award. So they're like really pimping, like, hey, Selena's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. There's going to be a tribute to her, and there's going to be tributes to other people because they're just trying to get eyeballs to this thing. Like nobody's watching the Grammys anymore, really. <laughs> And legitimately, what they ended up showing was a screenshot of her holding her original Grammy um, for, like, three seconds. And then a screenshot of, like, her new Grammy that says, like, Lifetime Achievement Award. And then they cut to the next person or, like, ended it. And, and like,
2: no video of There her was no video, no tribute,
1: no anything. It was just, like, here's a Lifetime Achievement Award and nothing. And people were – I mean, I'm on Twitter – I would recommend you not be on Twitter if you are or not. Um, And, like, it was fun just seeing, like, the Grammys, the recording artists getting dragged or whatever, the recording, whatever it's called, Academy.
2: Well, so Selena was, like, a a San Antonio staple. Yeah, you were, yeah. So I remember on Broadway, which is a really long street in San Antonio, and it runs, like, it was basically like an old Main Street, I think. Like yeah. Main thoroughfare. And um, so down by, like, the museum district, there's a bunch of, like, boutiques and things. Mm-hmm. And Selena had a boutique. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it had, like, her signature. And pink, like, yeah. pink, neon, you know, like. I do remember. Of it. And there were always, there was always a line of people going to get in. And this I... is before, like, I mean. I was like, what is it, was I, fourth grade, fifth grade? Fifth grade. Yeah, Almost we were fifth early. grade
1: when were we yeah, fifth grade.
2: So I, you know, didn't grow up listening to Tejano music, but I still knew who she was.
1: Yeah, that was kind of the cultural crossover yeah. that everybody knew Selena. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, I remember her, her, her boutique. And then I remember when they were filming the movie in San Antonio. Oh. They filmed it kind of in that same area. And a lot of my friends, lived in that part of town uh-huh. and um so they like got to watch like jennifer lopez like <laughs> <piece>. <laughs> like whoever played av like edward james um, no
1: i don't know who the, who played the brother
2: but yeah i yeah it was, it was wild and then i do remember when after she was killed it was like there were like flowers everywhere like oh, yeah. all up and down that, that spot of town
1: Interesting, man. How sad. Yeah. So I just thought that was pertinent because of what happened last night. I wanted to tell that story. Um, But back to you being at UD and like spiraling.
2: I really lucked out because I didn't have I didn't have a plan for what I was going to do after high school. Really, and my brother said that I should apply. And basically, if UD didn't take me, I didn't know what I was going to do. And UD was really taking people at the time.
1: Believe me, I know. So how do you think I got (laughs) in?
2: our class had like they accepted like 300 people and then at graduation it was like 170
1: oh yeah i'm familiar like yeah we had
2: lost so many yeah the but
1: attrition rate was an awful
2: so so last year i was teaching seniors mm-hmm. and i kept like pushing them to consider ud and they were like it's so hard to get in i was like dude that's it's not <laughs> and these were like honor students oh and it's, t- it's to tough them, to get in now it's really tough to get in now. And it kind of bothers me because I am like a real supporter of the university. Like I love it. Yeah. And I'm so happy I went there and I'm not who, like I kept saying, I would probably not get in today.
1: Right. Me either. There's a 0% chance. Like shout out Lucas and Fuentes. Cause if that guy didn't exist <laughs> yeah. and like will me into that school, uh, I don't know what I would have done. And I would not like, oh, no. I live the nineties would not be a thing today. So, uh, that's so no. funny. That's a great experience. I think, I think that's what's great because then you find well you had you had the hack which was like half the people there had older siblings and knew it was a great right. place and like kind of had the inside um I didn't have that at all so it was kind of making my own way and not liking it at all um but then coming around and find basically like you find the people and now really like those are all of my lifelong friends I have very few contacts from high school anymore even though my high school was much bigger than my college which is why I speak so fondly of it and and thankful, and like these are all my groomsmen and all my, you know, like godparents to my kids and vice versa and stuff like that. So um, it's great. Yeah. I think I, I I love it and I like talking about it. Um, you met your spouse there. I met my spouse there. Like most of our friends met spouses there. It's a, it's proliferating like crazy, and it's good to see that the 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 community is so vibrant back there.
2: And full circle. Yeah. Sort of. I wore an Afro. <laughs>
1: Belt buckle. What? They actually made they belt did. buckles.
2: They did. It was like rhinestone. It was when everyone was wearing like Von Dutch hats and like that kind of thing. It was like trucker trucker chic. And yeah. Well that thank, is, thanks
1: for Paris Hilton.
2: My mom was sending me to like a visitors weekend and there was like a costume Sandy Hawkins dance kind of thing or something. It was mm-hmm. like like, old games, like, old Italian, like, mobster-themed, so weird, um, like, dance. Uh, but my mom was like, you should probably get some new clothes, some nice things to wear, which was, we did not usually shop together at all. So oh. She took me to Abercrombie and Fitch. It was, like, a big step. And wow. she bought me, she picked out the belt buckle, and then I wore it to that dance, and I have a picture of it.
1: <laughs> Look at that. All things. <laughs>
2: That was age appropriate. Well, I back to Abercrombie.
1: Every, all roads come back to Abercrombie.
0: Oh,
2: but yeah, I'm glad I went. I'm grateful that I went there. And I'm happy to be back in Irving, even though I said I would never move back to Irving. <laughs> I I live like two miles away from Kansas and I have uni neighbors all around
1: me. Oh, that's fantastic. I keep telling threatening Suzanne that I'm gonna go she's like, she called my bluff. She's learned the tactics of my mom that I talked about last episode. we like, if you just call my bluff, there's not really a plan. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. It. Let's go. And she's like, yeah, but if you tell me like what you'll do, then fine. And she already knows I've already like done sort of the market analysis and I can't like run with dogs in Dallas, like as a potential. And, I don't think DC dog runner is big enough to like sustain on its own. Like it would just kind of fall apart if I didn't kind of stay here. So I'm kind of necessary, no. which is a good thing. I mean, you know, you always want to be needed. Um,
2: Your book's coming out tomorrow. What's up? Well,
1: in, when we're listening to this, it's earlier this week. So that's why it was sponsored oh,
2: yeah.
1: by. <laughs> oh. That's why, that's why it was sponsored by. <laughs> the dog Run. Thank you so much, which I find is like a hilarious, like of all the, Idiots to like write a book from that place. Like, there's so many smart people and talented people that deserve to write books that they gave me a book deal. It's sort of absurd. But hey, I'll take it. Even I'm. On... Take it. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm excited for it to finally come out. We could talk about this a little bit because this is a two year project and normally it's not like that long. I think 18 months is like the cap. But basically, this book was supposed to come out in August. And with COVID, they're like, well, we can't actually support this book right now. Oh, and you can't right. go anywhere, and we're not going to release it in the winter because that's already like the winter lineup is set. So the earliest we can get you in is February. Originally was supposed to be, and then they pushed it back in a couple weeks. But um, my mom ordered her copy the first time I like put it out that I was writing a book on March sixth, twenty twenty, and she's getting it <laughs> delivered today or tomorrow, March 16th. I've actually got a couple texts from some, some families that I run for saying that their books came tonight. So that was nice. That's little, really
2: sweet. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So, um, well, man, Sarah, any any parting thoughts before we go? <sighs> parting
2: thoughts. I, would, I really, I really appreciated the fact-checking professor from last week's episode. It's,
1: was he doing arnold or what was he doing the week before oh no he did the heavy episode the uh like not columbine what was the other the branch davidian and
2: like like yeah like major news stories yeah because i did not make it through the whole episode
1: understandable that was a hard one to do
2: the fact checking i was like oh my gosh that's right Like, there were so many things that I, and especially, like, being a kid, seeing those news stories, you, like, you're sort of, like, catching it, and then your parents are like, no, 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 close your eyes, get out of the room. Oh, interesting. You only hear, like, these half, yeah. you know, bits of it, or your parents are addicted to talk radio, and that's on, and you're hearing, like, in the car on the way to school, like,
1: Oh, yeah. I do. I'm horrible.
2: Entirely, the whole story.
1: I just think my kids don't listen. And they listen to everything. All the stuff I don't want them to listen to, they pay attention to, obviously. Like the (laughs) Parenting 101. But I'm like, ah, they didn't hear that F word. And Suzanne's like, you need to turn this dumb song off, actually.
2: My kids I So, we have serious radio in the car. Sirius XM. Yeah. And I will put on the 90 station from time to time, which a lot of times is, like, really great. Like a run of really great like '90s female like hip hop.
1: Oh yeah, oh baby, Monica Brandy. I'm all about it. SWV. We do we, Yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes.
2: Well, like Salt and Pepper. Yeah, <laughs> so, like the kids are all the way in the back, and my oldest will be like, "Mom, um, is this one of those songs with bad words in it?" I'm <laughs> <laughs> like they muffle them out. <laughs>
1: Context clues. He's a smart kid.
2: Sometimes, sometimes I just need the windows down and I need to blast. Do you? The only thing, the only thing I can blast now in the car with them is like, um, that's like poppy and just for me is Taylor Swift.
1: I love Taylor Swift. I was not upset that she got Grammys last night. That last, what was the, what was the one that just came out? <clears throat> oh,
2: the, the, not the newest Google. one, but the
1: other, the other dark one that she dropped in the spring. You know what I'm talking um, about? No, not evermore. more with cardigan, with remember, and one, with all that. Like the Mad Woman, that was great. I love that one. I didn't like it at first, but I came to love it.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I also really liked her resurgence one that was like attitudinal, where she had like Ed Sheeran. I guess she's done a few songs with Ed Sheeran, um, but she did it with a future, um, what? Reputation. Like that. That whole out. Al- that's my favorite Taylor Swift album. Where does that stand for you?
2: Uh. It's good. I was listening to uh, that one today in the car. No kids.
1: Yeah, it's great.
2: And I had it up really loud but the windows were up.
1: Big reputation. Yeah. That song. That song specifically. Oh, yeah, but
2: it always it, yeah, it always sounds like it's a lot harder.. <laughs> it is, it's Taylor Swift. But you know, South Irving, you have to kind of like flex in a red light.
1: <laughs> what kind of car do you drive? I have Katie Flex on.
2: Flex on. With cars. With car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Oh, um, last thing before we go. Um, do you have a favorite segment that we've done or a favorite episode um, that you can think of? God, no, no, no. I mean I can go through the entire seasons. Did you do we'll just we'll stick to season two for our poor listeners.
2: Season two season two has been my favorite.
1: Okay. So we did um from the top of the season, we did daytime talk show hosts. Uh, that was a no, fun one. Daytime
2: talk show hosts. That's the one.
1: <laughs> the very first one.
2: No. I loved that one so much because when you guys said that you were gonna be doing it. I it like kicked my memory into overdrive, and I was like Sally, Jesse, Raphael boot camp. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a crazy teenage daughter. Yeah, oh so yeah, like, man. Send them to boot camp. <laughs> <Send him> to...
1: <laughs> they all filled into their like what their episodes are, and I, I loved it. I loved that episode. Um, Sarah, thank you so much for jumping on, dude. This was great. I know it took us a while to do to get to get the audio levels right. I apologize for that, but man. Really great to get your perspective on things Um, and just your energy, dude. Thanks for popping on.
2: Thanks for having me. All
1: right. Uh, Have a good night, folks.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to I Live the 90s. You can find past episodes along with the companion blog, with photos on the website, livethe90s.com. 90s spelled out. You're also invited to join the private Facebook group. Lastly, you can listen to Alan and on Apple or Spotify. If you subscribe or leave a comment, it helps more people discover the podcast. We really appreciate your support.